words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Living from the dead. I want us to put John chapter 12, verse 24 to 25 on the screen and let all the church rise up and let us read it together. If you may rise. Please rise for the reading of the word. Let's read it together. Most assuredly, I said to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for that which speaks life over us. Thank you for everything you've done for us. That we may exist in the canopy of your grace. Thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Thank you. We receive the entrance of your word and we fill our life with the strength of your light that we may journey through life with grace and strength and capacity in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, teach us, O oh God, the deep things of your word. Teach us this morning the deep things of what you are like and how you think so that we can think like you, so that we can reason like you, and we can give strength to our lives because we are the image of the infallible God. Thank you, Father God. Bless everyone who listens, O oh God. Bless everyone who pays attention to your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this little message this morning is called Living from the Dead. Living from the Dead. Nothing in our theology prepares us for a God who is familiar with suffering. Because if you are God, you are powerful, you are strong, you don't suffer. You don't permit anything around you that is broken. But our God is familiar with suffering. One day... Someone asked me, this song, Son of Suffering, why is Jesus called the Son of Suffering? The Son of God Almighty was familiar with suffering. It is how God operates. Even in Genesis, we read about a God who broods over darkness. For us who are men, therefore, 
death seems like the end of the rope for us. <laughs> but for God, death is not the end. The first time I started handling the matter of death was when I was a young pastor. And this lady just passed away. She was high up in Plateau State when I was living in Joss. And she just passed away suddenly. So her kids returned from everywhere. Somewhere in Amadubele University, Zaria, somewhere. Her husband was a director in Union Bank in Lagos. And everybody just came back to bury this woman. Exactly one month later, they were all going back. And two of her children were in the car going back. And they had a car crash. The driver escaped. Those two children died. And I'm like, God, is it not too much on this man? He just buried his wife. And now he has to bury two of his children. At one time, I was pastoring a congregation and there was a plane crash. And two strong members in our church died in that plane crash. I happened to know them so personally and privately. Like one of the ladies was fasting, waiting on the Lord while she perished in a plane crash. The second one was dating a guy and the guy had just come from the UK and I was their counselor. I was counseling with them to get married. She had bought her wedding dress, but she died in the plane crash. They were both committed believers. It sent me into a tailspin of inquiry. Like, God, what is death? And I discovered that God had no problem with taking us away at any time. I was so surprised that 14 year olds can go. Babies just born can go. Adults can go. So death, natural death, actually almost means nothing to God. What means something to God is the assignment of your life. The things that he has given you to do. What you are sent here for. And when God gives you any more days, it is for your assignment. It's for your assignment. Say, my assignment. My assignment. <laughs> when we meet darkness... We stop innovation. When we meet death, we halt in our track. But God continues to create in the face of death. God continues his agenda. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Pastor Ayo spoke about tapping into the light of God. 
God surrounds himself in light. And whoever has this light of God will stop seeing darkness. They will stop seeing futility. They will stop seeing challenges. They will stop seeing impossibilities and brokenness as what it is. Because they will be looking at things with God's eyes. Say God's eyes. Psalm 139 verse 12. It says, Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day. For darkness is like light with you. Darkness is like light to God. Like God can see in the dark. His night vision is perfect. When things are all broken among men, God can see. Darkness is as light to him. And this is the delight of God. Pastor, you see, please come. There's a seat right, right here. Yes, you see. God, light is always around God. And God is always in the vision of light. He doesn't need sunlight. Do you understand? If you read Revelation, you begin to sing, you begin to speak about the city of God. And he said, there is no night there. For Jesus is the light of the city of God. So that explains why God continues to walk in death. God continues to work in darkness. God continues to work when everything doesn't look like it's going anywhere. God continues to work. So in the time when we have the biggest crisis of our lives, we wonder, God, where are you? God, if you're really available, why am I going through what I'm going through? And God is listening. He's right there, seated on the throne of your life. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But not all death is good death. There are some bad deaths. <laughs> because there is the death of futility that ends the purpose that God wants to birth in your life. There's the icy cold death of separation from God. A person who begins to break off with God begins to feel death even though they are still alive. This kind of death is organized by Satan. Lucifer rings down death all over the capitals of the world. He reduces men so that men cannot live in life. There is life. There is death. And you can live in life or you can live in death. 
And then we see it when God said to Adam, in the day you eat this fruit, you shall surely die. But Adam ate the fruit and continued to live. But was he alive? He was the living dead. Say the living dead. Many of us are living dead. Because the principles of Lucifer is at work in you. Once the principle of Lucifer releases itself in you, death begins to work in you. This is bad death. But guess what we spend all our time worrying about? Physical death. The death of this body is what we worry about. Because in our lives, we have very little vision. We can't see into all that God has. So we don't regard the death that is a separation from God as if that is real death. When the ideas of Satan thrives in you, you begin to die. When the principle of the dust begins to rise in you, you begin to die. When you refuse partnership with God, you begin to die. When the things that are in your heart are no more in sync with God, you begin to die. You read in Romans chapter 1 when the Bible says God sent them a strong delusion because they did not love the truth. Because when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, but became vain in their thinking. And God gave them over to their lust. Their lust was more like death. Kendo stama. You know what we think death is? When we see somebody who is poor, we cry. <laughs> when we see somebody in prison we feel bad when we see an illiterate person we feel oh my goodness this person is not educated <laughs> do you know prisoners can give you something have you ever been in a prison before how many of you have never been in a prison Oh my God, I recommend you visit a prison. The level of worship in prison is not outside. Without instruments, their voices, they don't come to church with mood and temperature and uh, feelings. You've seen those prison tapes. When they're singing, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There is more life in prison sometimes than outside. <laughs> I remember 
Justice, the late Justice Kolawole, he was chief judge in um, Abekota. He was my NCCF president when I did my NYSC in 1992 in Enugu. So that gives my age away to some of you. <laughs> but there are some daddies here, so I have to respect myself. I shouldn't be feeling old. <laughs> and he went into prison. And that day he preached a sermon. It says the worst thing that can happen to a man. And he began to preach in the prison. He was just a youth cop. I thought he was quite bold. <laughs> he said the worst thing that can happen to a man is not for him to be in prison. I'm like, oh God, you don't know what you're saying. He says the worst thing that can happen to a man is to be cut off from God to be cut off from the life source is to be cut off from life eternal is to be cut off from the connection that is heaven that's the worst thing that can happen to a man there are many prisoners who are good they've tasted liberty and they can offer it to the world not all some enter into bitterness and death continues to work in his heart. May you find life in the name of Jesus Christ. May you find that which brings life in the name of Jesus Christ. Life is available for the young. Life is available for the old. Your age doesn't matter. You can have the life of God. Say, I have the life of God. <laughs> life, life, life. I just feel alive. Sometimes you touch, you touch some things and you know that that thing you're touching is what? Death. Say death. So death is not a calendar date then. Death is a set of activities that guarantee that you are locked away from God. Death then is things you embrace that are not in sync with the will of God. How many of you have met people who are dying and you know that they are dying? They are dying. They are not alive. They are alive but they are dying. How many of you have met someone who has a, a, a smoking habit, a sexual addiction, a, a chains around them, demonic, they are demonized, they are actually operating in the occult, reading, reading cards and turning Ouija boards. How many of you have met those people who watch dark and animed movies? Dark, <laughs> their life is dark. They love, they love hard metal. They live for grunge. You can see death at work already. Way before they commit suicide, way before they lose their life, death was already working around them. And that's the story of many stars who we know. How many of you have heard of Amy Winehouse? She kept saying she was going to die. She kept, she kept, you understand? There are even singers now recently, like I'm older now, so I always think back 20 years, but there is still happening. 
people living in death. Death is not what we think it is. The fool, Psalm 14 verse 1. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. (laughs) What does that mean? It means they are dying. Death is at work in the heart of a fool. They have done abominable works. There is no one such as that who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there is any who understand, who seek God. It means the fool is dying. But those who understand, who seek God, are alive. There's a particular kind of line of thought somebody will begin to have with you and conversation. You're going to tell them, hold on, you are bringing death upon me. How many of you finish conversation with someone and you feel totally drained of life? Death happens many times before you die. Hallelujah. Those who chart a pathway of independence from God begins to die. Those who build their businesses outside of God begins to shrivel and get left behind. No wonder Russia, which was known for persecuting the church, can stand up on world stage and lecture America and the formerly Christian Western world about family values. Vladimir Putin is lecturing America. You guys are destroying your family. You are castrating your children. Guess who is teaching America now? Putin, a killer. This is how low you fall when you stop esteeming God. Invite God into everything you do and you will see him bring life to everything that is dead in your world. Invite God. (laughs) Invite God. Invite God and you will see life return. God is life. Life is a man. His name is Jesus Christ. He says, whoever has the Son of God has life. And whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life, but the anger of God rests in him. And what is that? That is death. I give you two examples of Jesus Christ encountering death. In John chapter 11, we read the story of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. He was so sick and they told Jesus Christ, Lazarus whom you love is sick. 
And guess what Jesus did? He stayed on. Do you know that beats our theology about how God rushes to come and rescue us? <laughs> you know, we feel like if you're a father and your daughter has a headache and you have ability, what are you waiting for, daddy? Why would we allow pain and sickness to ravage the person all the way to death? Then you now come and raise the person to life. Jesus was making a statement that what we call death is not death. <laughs> when he came in John chapter 11, verse 35, that's the shortest verse in the Bible. What did he say? Jesus wept. Some theologians say he wept when he saw that they had no faith. He wept when he saw that the people, I feel it was compassion as well. Just saw how the people grieving. Because God exists in life does not mean that he is not compassionate. He is merciful. He is merciful. But in this time, he wept. And after weeping, what did he do? <laughs> he said, roll away the stone. Everybody was looking. And in this culture, the stone covered the tomb from the smell and the putrefying odor. And everybody, so the people rolled away the stone. After a lot of protest, they did. And Jesus just spoke. Say, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says he that was dead came back to life. Jesus said to Martha, if you can believe, <laughs> all things are possible. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And we read this in funeral and we roll the person and bury them. No, when he said that, he actually brought the person back to life. Hallelujah. Do you believe that Jesus is life? Do you believe that the Son of God is life itself? Do you have life in you? Say, I have life. Say, I have life. Say, I exist in life. And Jesus brought him who was dead back to life. We know the story very well of Lazarus. I read the second story to you. If you can turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Luke 7, 11. Now it happened the day after 
that he went into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd gathered. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet had risen among us, and God has visited his people. Amen. Amen. To them, Jesus was a great prophet who had visited the people. They didn't realize that life had come. Say, life has come. From time to time, life will visit your business. Say amen. amen. From time to time, life will visit your home. Amen. From time to time, life will visit your children. Amen. From time to time, life will visit the works of your hands. Amen. You will see the prophetic rise up. If you can but invite Jesus into your affairs. Some people exist in death. But those who invite the master, invite life into their world. May you be that person that invites life. So Resurrection Sunday is not just a Sunday. It's an everyday affair. It's an everyday affair. Invite life. And life will come to you. Because when life visits, he causes dead things to come back to life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come visit every dead house. Come visit every dead mind. Come visit every dead situation. Come visit, oh God, we cry out for life. Many people have existed in death for so long. They are so familiar with death and dying that they do not open up, open up anymore to God. We release life. <laughs> we release life. We release the life of God. <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. Let your life flow. Lift up your hands and say, let your life flow through me. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, let your life flow through me flow through me life of God flow through me life of God 
flow through me rivers of life flow through me life of God I'm yielding myself I'm bringing my heart come flow through me life of God come run through me rivers of God flow through me life of God flow 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 through me come flow through me life of God come flow rivers of the Lord come flow through me life of God flow 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 if there be anything that is dead around you this is the time to declare life come flow life of God come flow rivers of God come flow through me life of God flow through me rivers of the Lord come flow through me life of God flow flow Luke chapter 25 and as they were afraid they bowed their faces to the earth and they said to them why seek ye the living among the dead he is not here he is risen Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee. The ladies came to visit the tomb of Christ on the resurrection morning. And he who was dead is now back to life. He is alive. <laughs> he is alive. The Son of God is not among the dead. He is alive. Come flow through me life of God Flow rivers of the living God Come flow through me life of God Flow, flow, flow The world religions have used humanity to con connect to divinity So the Romans and the Greeks have gods like Artemis, Jupiter, Diana, and Zeus. But can I tell you something about all of them? They are dead. Say they are dead. <laughs> Modern religions have men like Joseph Smith, like Ekan Kar, like Abdul Rashid, even Buddha. Or the prophet Muhammad. Can I tell you something about all of them? They are dead. <laughs> there is only one figure that towers above the rest. And he is alive. His name is Jesus. And because he's alive, he's raising many sons to glory. If you have him in you, you have life. If you have him in him, you have life. 
His assignment in us is amazing. <laughs> he comes to give you life. And he says, the first Adam is a living soul. The second Adam is a life-giving spirit. The second Adam is a what? Life-giving spirit. If you exist in the second Adam, life begins to flow out of you. Say, I have life. Some of you don't know this. You don't know this. From time to time, your mind gets connected to dead waves. You have life. Say, I have life. The angels came and said to him, why, to say to the ladies, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. The Son of God is alive. May his life flow through you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come flow through me, rivers of God. Come flow through me. Flow, flow, flow. Rivers of God. Will you flow, flow through me? So when you're going through hard times, there is a river. When you're going through difficult times, there is a flow. You are a life-giving spirit. You have that ability to give life. You have that ability to cause dead things to come back to life. You have that ability in you to turn death situations into life. Why? Because life lives in you. Say, I have the life of God. Say, I have a testament of life. In this season, I have life. I exist in the supernatural. I live from above. I do not live according to the ideas and the dictates of this world. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Say, I am spiritually minded. Say, I'm heavenly minded. Say, I live in Christ. I'm alive. Hallelujah. Jesus exists in the world through us. Right now, the angels are not walking on the earth wearing human suits. Guess how the angels walk on the earth? Through you. Guess what? Devils are not appear, allowed to appear on the road and walk. So guess how they must come? Through men. So you see those things in Nollywood, you see those things in Hollywood, you see those things in Brazil, you think it's normal. No, it's actually what you're carrying. You're carrying death to people, depending on what you do. Or you're carrying life to people, depending on what you do. Say, I am a life-giving spirit. So your work must be redemptive. 
the things you do must save the earth because now that Jesus is no more here guess who is deputized to bring the life of Christ you are you are a life giving spirit say that to someone you are a life giving spirit remember what he told you in Galilee I am always with you I will die but I will live again death cannot have victory over me <laughs> I may look like I have passed through the rubicon of brokenness but I'm alive do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil why because life is with me say life is with me I would have succeeded if you left here knowing that you are alive that you carry life that life is bubbling on the inside of you that the things people call life is not life at all <laughs> like people think that if you if you have a fancy car then you are alive and if your car is rickety then you are dead especially in Lagos People think that if you look so beautiful then you are alive and if your body is ugly in the natural then you are dead no 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 there are many beautiful people who you don't want them to open their mouth near you they open their mouth immediately you go from 0 to 100 in anger they are so full of poison that you know that as beautiful as they are they are what I say it now. I say they are dead. Say, say it. Be bold. Say it. They are dead. Many live in death, even though they are alive. May the life of God visit you. May you flow with the life of God. And that's why we don't touch sin, because sin is death. That's why we don't touch corruption and lust and seduction because touching those things is death. That's why we go, don't go to some places because going to those places, they have a lie that they are alive, but they are actually dead. Like, you know when December starts coming? There's what they call dirty December. Those things are dead. See, dead. There's no river. So they have to step up to climb the stairs. You know what step up means? Crack, heroin, cocaine. They step up to climb the stage. The stage. When they're done performing, they have to what? Step down. And you know what step down means? Igbo. And they all have to go to Shio and breakfast. You know why? There is no river. There's no river. You excite up yourself, you excite down yourself. 
is like living a life of masturbation with life. No life. No life. He who has the Son of God has life. He who has the Son of God has life. Say, I have life in me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Hey! May the life of God find you where you are. May you stop courting death. Stop entertaining brokenness. Stop opening your windows to stupidity. The things that will burn you up. Stop, stop. Destroy that playlist. Destroy it. Because that playlist will lead you to death. <laughs> Destroy that thing that you listen to. Destroy that thing that you watch. That opens the door. So on Friday night, we were in the house of the Lord. We were alive. We were traveling. We were birthing things. And I commanded that no one will be dry and barren. And we declared by the power of God that we all give birth. We all bring things back to life. We all take dead things and turn them around. And the enterprise of our hands is alive. You are alive. Look at someone and say, you are alive. Say, I command life in you. Lay your hands on them and say, I command life in you. Let the stirring of the Spirit of God cause you to rise. Let the stirring of the Holy Ghost cause you to jump in your spirit. Let there be a burning desire in your heart to run after righteousness. Because you are alive. You're alive. You're alive. Don't cut prayer meetings. That's how you come alive. <laughs> Don't cut spiritual meetings. That's how you come alive. Don't cut spiritual opportunities. That's how you come alive. Come alive. Tell someone else, come alive. We cry out to dry bones, come alive. We cry out to dry bones, come alive. Out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. We call out to dry bones, come alive. Oh, I just wish I can sing. Let the life of God bubble on the inside of you. Let the rivers of God flow. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the rivers flow. Eshandole, kayandole, bronemo sayando. When you begin to flow with the life of God, 
you begin to birth things. I cannot tell you the number of spiritual schools I have personally been a part of. I remember in Jaws, we used to travel to a secondary school. I can't even remember the name of the secondary school. And there was just a man of God there. He had like about 50 boys. Guess what the guy used to do? He used to just pray with them. He used to just pray with them. I know 10 of those boys, they are pastors now across Nigeria. Rascally boys in the backwaters of Jaws. If you see them bony, what was the man doing? Was putting life in them. Was putting life in them. When you see ministries like Bishop Oyedeko Ministries, sometimes we like to mock them because they are big and they are massive now. And we say all types of rubbish about them. But we don't realize that this is somebody who carries life. He started his ministry in Banawa and Kaduna and he started training boys. Those boys became men. Do you guys understand? And this man single-handedly went into every single nook and cranny of this country with the message of faith that by God is possible to open up spaces. If you go to the north, there are three or four churches you'll find everywhere. Many of the other churches stop in the city. Yeah? You'll find living faith. You find assemblies of God. You find redeemed. Into sometimes the assigned body is, is paper, it's by hand they write it. But there's somebody there traveling everywhere. And that guy single-handedly, I never met him, I don't know him. But he built a university where, which is responsible for the entire industrial revolution of today's contemporary fintech infrastructure. How many of you know that many of the boys who are leading fintech in Nigeria came out of Covenant? One guy. That's revolutionary. And what did he do? He had life in him. He kept speaking life. He moved to, to the back of nowhere in Ogun State, in an empty land, and occupied a mile-wide space and said, this is Canaan land. Wild. During Shiloh, somebody from this church went there and he said, like there were 50,000 people in the hall and another 5,000 outside. If you leave your seat, you lose it. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> so much life. While people who exist in death are blabbing their mouth, he's this and that and that. He's giving life. Who are you giving life to? 
Say, I am a life-giving spirit. I'll tell you one more story and we'll go home. I have been one of the missionaries that actually really, really ministered to me is a man called Hudson Taylor. He was a 19th century pioneering missionary to inland China. He gave his life to Christ when he was 17 years old. Teenagers, are you hearing me? Any teens in the house? Any teenagers in the house this morning? Guess how old Hossin Taylor was when he gave his life to Christ? 17. And by the time he turned 22, he started training himself to be a missionary once he gave his life. And it was a tract. It was a tract he read. He just read a gospel tract. Gave his life to Christ. In 1853, Hossin Taylor left England for China. The journey was so treacherous. And they were actually taken away by storm. They hit the Gulf of Guinea. So imagine they were going to China. See where they see where the vessel came to Africa. And they said that they, they could hear the sound of those people who eat people, what are they called? Cannibals. Could hear the sound of cannibals. And they were sure that if morning broke, that they were going to die. So he and three people inside the boat with him began to cry out to God that night. And that night, a strong wind blew the, the vessel. And guess how long it took him to arrive in China? Six months. The voyage took him six months. And then he started to preach from when he was 18. From when he was 22, he began to preach. His first trip, I think it was five years, no one gave their lives to Christ. Imagine preaching every day no one gave their lives to Christ. He was so discouraged, he went back to England. It was in England that he had almost lost his faith when someone came and met him and said to him, what are you doing here? And he began a new journey. In the new time, first of all, he went by his own strength. But in the second time when he went, he had prepared himself so much. He went to enroll in a Mandarin school. He started eating Mandarin food. He started wearing Chinese clothes. And the second time he went, a totally different man. 
First he went presumptuously. Next he went prepared with the life of God. With a willingness to touch the people. With soft hands. And guess what? In the second time he went, he began to preach and his words began to catch life. And one by one, he began to lead people to Christ. At home, he had lost reputation. They had all types of rumors about him in England. So the people who were funding him cut his funding. But he believed God. And he stayed. And guess how many people he personally led to Christ. 35,000 people he personally led to Christ. And because of his missionary organization, he raised over 700 missionaries while he was still alive. And after he died, the missionary organization continued to raise missionaries. Hudson Taylor traveled personally to every single of the 18 provinces in China and was responsible for like over 1,500 churches over 500 missionaries and altogether people said that over 200 million people were affected by someone who preached for five years but couldn't lead anybody to Christ. Will you allow Christ to do the work in you or will you be the leader of what you're doing? And don't think that bad things did not happen to him. They burnt down his house four times. They tried to kill him three times. He buried four of his children in China. His first wife died, he buried her. His second wife died, he buried her and kept on going back to China. Everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. But Hudson Taylor had life in him. We think that life means that bad things will not happen to us. We think that life means that brokenness will not come near us. We think that people will not cheat us. We think that people will not hurt us. We imagine that if we are with God, everything will be perfect. That is not the warranty He gives you. The warranty He gives you is that in everything, His life will keep flowing out of you. In everything, His life will keep flowing out of you. Whoever leaves you, will leave you, but life will keep flowing out of you. Say amen. It didn't matter what Hudson Taylor saw. He had life. Oh, come and collect this life from Jesus Christ. 
This life will keep on going even when you go through the prison of life. This life will keep on establishing even when you have problems. Some of us will go through painful divorce, but the life of God will keep on flowing in you. Say amen. You will lose family members, but the life of God will keep flowing in you. Say amen. May you be built in the life of God. May you always have life springing out of you, even when you live in a world of death. John chapter 8 verse 12 then Jesus spoke to them again saying I am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life hallelujah final scripture John chapter 8 verse 15 Let's read this together. Once you go, and I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I said to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead. And the prophets say, and the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall not never taste death. Are you greater? Oh, you guys have stopped reading. Who is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my father who honors me, of whom you say he is your God. I am life. Whoever eats me will live. Whoever tastes me will never die. Are you greater than Abraham? Before Abraham, I was. <laughs> Are you greater than the prophets, Elijah? Before Elijah, I am. I am that I am. I have life in me. I have life in me. I have life in me. May this life that is in you cause you to do mighty things. May this life that flows in you cause you to do awesome things. May you never permit death to, to survive around you. <laughs> you have life in you. You have life in you. Jesus said in John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish, it shall be done unto you. Say, I have life in me.
This is time for you to preach to someone. Look for someone next to you. Look for someone. Say hello, hello. Tap them. Tap them, tap them, tap them and say hello. Can I tell you something? You have life in you. Don't be, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Tell them don't be shy. Don't be shy. You have life in you. You carry the grace of God. You will never exist in death. You carry life. Wherever you go, life has come. Oh, please stop this young lady. She needs life, ma. Say, wherever you go, say, life has come. Say, life has come. May this life well up a river on the inside of you. It doesn't matter what tragedy has befallen you. It doesn't matter what bad things have happened around you. You carry the DNA of life. So pray over them and say, Lord, I stir up life in the life of my brother. I stir up life in the life of my sister. Hold your hand. Hold your hand and pray over them. Declare the life of God. Father, I declare the life of God in my sister. I declare the life of God in my brother. I declare resurrection around them. I declare that the things that are dead in them begin to come alive. I declare that the soul and the heart of their business is alive because they carry the testament of life. There is a life-giving spirit. There is a revival. There is a stirring. Lord, I travail over my sister's life, over my brother's life, until they birth in the supernatural. I release the life of God. I prophesy the grace and the strength of divine life. Death has been banished from their life in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the life of God. I release the strength of Zion. I release the glory of heaven over their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Life! I command life in the name of Jesus Christ. So, if we back up to our opening scripture, John chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Most assuredly I said to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But when it dies, it produces much grain. Whoever loses, loves his life will lose it. But he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. What this is saying is that what people call life is actually death. And sometimes God will take away everything that looks like life around you. What do we call life? Nice relationship. What do we call life? A lot of money in the bank. What do we call life? A nice house in a nice neighborhood. What we call life? Good friends who buy us things. What we call life? When we are making professional progress in our career, we think that we are alive. 
all these things sometimes will fall down to the ground and die. This will be the grain of corn. Your earthly life is a seed for divine life. Your earthly life is a seed for divine life. And except that earthly life is buried and allowed to die. So, people who are alive in this world cannot be alive towards God. You have to bring your agenda to the cross. Your agenda must be nailed on the cross. The things you want to do, the way you want to be must be nailed to the cross. Submitted to the cross. <laughs> Submitted to the cross. Submitted to the cross. Those who love this life will lose it. Those who want to be renowned among men will suffer many hardships. They will embrace all types of deaths. But those who lay down their lives will have their lives again. This is the resurrection story that Jesus gave his earthly life as a seed. Give your life as a seed. Jesus died for us as an example that we should also die to the world. Except a grain of corn falls down and dies, it remains alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much, much fruit. Are you ready to die? Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.